step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. It is now time for Talking Tuesday. Hence the name. The phrase in which I coined once on social media that became a weekly occurrence, a weekly happening, which started as a way for me to reach out to the people I normally wouldn't on a Tuesday, and now has become just a regular staple here at the FWL headquarters. Hmm. I am drinking my coffee as I'm drink as I am doing this today. Speaking of coffee, I want to mention a couple things right quick at the very top of the hour, very top. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to two very amazing uh, contributors to my caffeine intake as well as my well-being. As we all know, coffee is one of my staples to get by. Um, It helps to, you know, it doesn't give me necessarily the waking up factor that it does for everybody else. What it does is it kind of relaxes me and puts me in a state of alertness and in a state of creativity. And it doesn't matter if it's tea or coffee. So right right now I want to shout out two different people, two different companies who I am very, very excited about seeing again very shortly. One of them is the Brutalities Group. Uh, They make the most amazing gimmick tea. Remember, I come from pro wrestling, so everything is a gimmick. (laughs) But I really appreciate uh, a lot of things they do. They make the most amazing uh, like organic teas you'll ever meet. I mean, ha- drink weather. They all have usually different like um, different like themed um, tea brands, uh, similar to our friends at um, at. Um, hold on one second. You know, our friends over at Dead Sled, <laughs> uh, I actually had to get both brands because they're both amazing. So Dead Sled, who do coffee brands similar to Brutalities, who does coffee, does tea. Um, basically, they're kind of the same, but opposite, obviously. There's a difference between tea and coffee, obviously. Um, coffee is brewed differently and made differently than tea. Uh, but both of these two lovely establishments, very two great companies. And I'm actually eager to have them on as guests here to talk about how they make these amazing like products, how they come up with the names and whatnot. Um, I've talked about Dead Sled before. 
I've talked about uh, brutalities both well. I'm very excited because when I go to Mossamania in a couple of weeks, they're both going to be there. So I will be talking to them in detail then. And, they have, and, and well, Dead Sled has a new flavor I'm just dying for, themed coffee that I'm all over. Um, and Brutalities always comes out with these, excuse me, the most amazing teas you'll ever have. So Dead Sled and Brutalities, you guys are great for both my coffee and my tea intake. Thank you guys both. Okay, so today is Talking Tuesday here at the FRL headquarters. And you'll notice today I haven't really advertised this really, and there's no guests on today, because I feel like sometimes we need a platform, and sometimes I need to just kind of let people know what's going on with different things, and maybe, you know, give some tips to some people and kind of you know, give you guys some news and some tips and whatever. And it was just kind of why I started this show, right? To inspire others and to help and whatever and pass along positive things in the world. So at the conclusion, I'm going to do some shout outs to some of my regular F4Ls out there who I think needs to be acknowledged and so forth. As I take a sip of my caffeine, which is delightful. <sighs> Breathe. This is a kind of a spur of the moment thing. I was sitting here thinking, you know what? I haven't done a podcast in a little while. And so I decided, you know what? I am going to do my podcast today and kind of catch up with you guys, let you guys know some things that have been going on both in my life and, my per- and you know, productive-wise and other things and some big news are coming. And as much as I wanted my son to be part of this particular announcement today, I'm going to be announcing our 2022 class of our Jazz and Sons Hall of Fame for our Dream Master show in Women Warriors of Wrestling. Uh, We're going to do that a little later on. I was hoping my son would join me today, but unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, he's working, so I'm actually proud of him. (laughs) So he's working today and whatnot, but I want to let you guys know that we both worked very hard on this year's class. Um, If you guys remember, um, last year was our first year we kind of did a Hall of Fame. In our first class, we had maybe six people. We had, both, we had both Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson, because they were the first match we ever had on the show to start the whole ball rolling. Uh, they're in the Hall of Fame, as well as Supergirl for the Women Warriors of Wrestling. And uh, Christina Ricci is also in the Hall of Fame. Uh, actress, model, producer, director extraordinaire. Um, AKA my ex-wife, haha, <laughs> silly. Anyway, and also on the um, in the Hall of Fame class was Robert England, Kane Hodder, and Tyler Maine, the Horror Connection, going in as Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers. And that was our first year as the Hall of Fame. Oh, also can't let get, forget about the legendary. The Dragon himself, Bruce Lee, going in the first year of Hall of Fame. That was last year. Uh, those people who ever noticed, we actually created an entire arena that was dedicated to last year's winners, uh, recipients of the 2021 class of, Hall of, of our Hall of Fame. But now we're here. It's 2022, and um, we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about the individuals in Going forward, I know a lot of people feel the need they have to induct up several people all at once 
And I honestly think that when you add more than one or a few people, I think sometimes the other names can get either lost in the shuffle or sometimes overshadowed by others. So going forward, we're only going to have four inductees every year. And those inductees will be a, a dream master, a woman warrior wrestling. So that's one male, one female. Also a tag team, both for men, and also a faction, if you would. So those are our four kind of established categories of Hall of Fame. And of course, for the faction, as well as the tag team, it could be male or female. We try to keep things even, though, because I think it should be as it is. So there's that. Mm. Coffee's good today. So a little later, I'm going to be announcing those. But... Um, I want to catch you guys up on a couple things. I did see some films recently that are fresh in my mind I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I know I've done a couple podcasts since I've seen some of these. I just want to talk a little bit you know, more about some films I've seen recently and some TV shows that I've been trying to dabbling around with. Of course, you guys know that I am you know, a fan of the Walking Dead series, and it's coming to an end very shortly. We're in the last season now. And I need something to occupy my time. So, of course, I've been, you know, venturing out and trying sampling other TV shows and whatnot. So, um, I, you know, it's kind of been an endless thing because there's some that are really good and there's some that just aren't. Um, so I'm going to talk to you guys about some of those um, also. So why don't we start with the reviews? I want to talk about a couple of films right quick. Um, I saw a film called Come On, Come On that was with, um, and I know I'm going to get flack for this because I know this isn't his name anymore, but because I don't want to butcher his real, his his new uh, first name, I'm going to call him by his original name because I know that one. That's Lee Phoenix. Um, Lee Phoenix, you guys probably know as Jaquan Phoenix. I'm sorry if I'm butchering his first name. I just, Leaf is so much easier. Lee Phoenix is the younger brother of um, 80s, darling 80s legend, um, one of the leading actors in the 80s, uh, River Phoenix. Uh, Leaf is his younger brother who, in his younger days, didn't have as much success as his older brother did as far as the film go. But when he got older, unfortunately, with the passing of his brother, um, Leaf has, you know, it's not only did he change his first name altogether to Quan, again, I'm, I'm horrible with that, I'm sorry, but I always knew him as Leaf. And the films that he's under as Leaf Phoenix are Parenthood with Steve Martin. Uh, that was like a kind of a kind of a cheesy kind of a family comedy, sit, comedy movie, dramedy kind of a thing. I guess they call it a dramedy because there was some funny parts to it. There's some serious parts to it. Steve Martin, amazing cast. Steve Martin, Ricky, Rick Moranis when he was in almost everything. And several people like that. Uh, okay, I'm sorry about that, folks. I don't know what happened there. We had a little technical difficulties. Someone tried calling in to a show that I didn't advertise, nor that I um, let people know that I was going to be doing a show. So 
I don't know how it's possible someone could call in. But anyway, I'm here. Um, the reason I didn't advertise Talking Tuesday today is because, um, you know, I forget I have all kinds of other things I had to, uh, you know, get into here. But anywho, sorry about that. Um, back on track here. Um, I was about to do with some film reviews. I was talking about Come On, Come On, which is a uh, – actually, you know, I got to say now, it is also nominated for a few different awards now. And again, it stars uh, formerly known as Lee Phoenix, now Juan Phoenix, who you guys are probably all familiar with for his performance as the Joker in the Joker film, as well as several other great things, Walk the Line, um, and this movie, Come On, Come On. And he's been around the block a few times, Juan Phoenix, and sadly, not sadly, he has... I feel has, you know, surpassed a lot of what his brother has done because his brother was really only with us for a very short amount of time, it feels. And is nothing could take away the legendary status that was River Phoenix. But his brother Leaf has really stepped up into that role. And I really respect the fact that Wakan Phoenix, that gave Leaf, who I'm gonna to continue calling Leaf because you know, I don't want to butcher the poor guy's first name, like I said. I I feel that he needs to be um, recognized for his awesomeness that he is on his own. I think he shouldn't be compared to his older brother. Um, in all honesty, he has broken the mold and created a legacy for himself. And I think um, you know, whenever you have these Hollywood families, per se, who you have one you know sibling or father or daughter or whatever who is bigger than someone else, Sometimes that can overshadow your sibling or your, you know, whoever else is in the family in the film business. But I think in the Phoenix, you know, case, I mean, if you looked into their background and listened to interviews that, you know, Leaf had, doesn't sound like a picnic or something I would like and enjoy. And a lot of people, when you look back at that era of child actors and growing up in the business, it doesn't sound a very, like, like a very healthy environment, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, but, you know, you definitely have to have the respect uh, for both River and his brother, Leaf. And Leaf, I think, has carved out his own legacy. And I think he's very careful about what projects he takes. And I think he is more drawn to some of the most, um, the roles a lot of people wouldn't probably touch. But he does it his own elements. And I think he's, like Barquois, one of the most underrated actors Yes, he's got one Oscar so far, and I feel he should have a lot more. And he is someone who's so humble that he doesn't even recognize the fact of his own accomplishments. So I think he needs to be acknowledged for that. But Come On, Come On was a great film. It was about a uncle kind of a – he's like a distant uncle who's apparently a writer or a documentator and a radio kind of a host who is in the, pro, in the process of interviewing people for a project he's working on or in a book or whatever, doing a research on what, you know, young people think the future is and different things like that. And the flip side of that, he has a sister who needs to go take care of her ex-husband who at the moment is battling mental illness. And this is something that in a lot of films recently has been something that has been addressed in several films lately. And it's been being, it's something that's kind of becoming a norm in Hollywood. But I think when it comes to mental health awareness kind of films, I think you have to be careful as far as how you cast, who you cast, and how you portray. Because someone could easily get offended, and someone could be taking something you said out of context and whatnot. 
that's a fact. <laughs> so <clears throat> what I think is important is that we, as a society and a, you know, as a fan base, we give these films the same respect that we'd give anyone, any film. In this film, you know, the, his sister has, is a seemingly a single mother because her husband is battling mental illness. So she has to go take care of her ex-husband who's having a mental, we call them uh, manic episodes where you have a kind of a, all your ailments are at top and you have to be, you know, innovated. You have to have someone take, you know, kind of intervene and help you get through those times. Sometimes it comes with depression or manic depressiveness or various other different mental illnesses. That's just something that happens. Sometimes post-traumatic stress disorder, sometimes, I mean, depression by itself can be a nightmare. Then you add in other elements and it can be very devastating. But they also have a young son who, you know, the sister asks Laquan Phoenix, formerly known as Leaf, to help take care of. And he's, this is someone who he doesn't have necessarily that relationship with because he's always been on the road. And his own, the, the young man who portrays this um, nephew, it does a fantastic job, first of all, because he kind of grows up around this mental health kind of a community and where it's, you know, it's an okay thing to talk about between his mother and his father. And he himself, um, you know, has a great grasp on what mental illness is and whatnot for the most part. There are scenes where the young man is seen talking to a hand, his imaginary fan, so to speak, or talking in a voice or various other things. Yeah, you could take that as the young man is, you know, having his own different, you know, bouts with him and with mental illness, but that can be caused by witnessing others and not being treated. But the uncle and he kind of you know, learn from each other about how that kind of works and the dynamic with an, where the uncle's not really used to being around young people like that. Yeah, interviewing these young people all over the country, which is what he's doing in this film, seems like something he's into about helping others. I guess it comes back to a childhood that he and his sister both, you know, shared where I guess their mother or father was also suffered from mental illness. So it is something that's passed down. It's something that everyone is aware of. Um, does the uncle have such things? I got to say, he, if, if Lee Phoenix character is supposed to be portrayed as having, you know, such an illness, then his isn't really out there to see. I think there's definitely the elements as to, yeah, everyone gets depressed and he's got a lot going on and that kind of a thing. But I don't necessarily think that this is one film for say that he's not the one who's necessarily mentally ill, but he is someone who is dealing with it and how he supports his family and friends and people he cares about. And that's kind of his role. Getting to know his young nephew on the same sense, trying to help his sister and also on top of that, trying to, you know, get his own kind of thing going. And I can, you know, understand that. And I appreciated the performance by everybody in this film. Um, he had a great cast behind him. I mean, he had some tremendous supporting casts. Um, he had his, you know, the woman playing his sister did a fantastic job. Um, the young man who played his nephew did a fantastic job. And all of these people are being nominated now as we're getting into those, um, we're getting into the Oscar season in the, in the award season. And I think 
I think it's awesome to see that these films are getting the recognition they should. Um, here we go. I can let you guys know in a little second here. Let me uh, walk you through this cast right quick um, as I portray this for you. And I, I got to say, like I said, the performances are great. Uh, this film is filmed in black and white. It's not filmed in color because I feel like that's a great artistic piece as well. As sometimes we not only mental illness, sometimes the world is grounds. Not everything in the world is black and white. Not everything is in color either. But that's a mental health status and a mental health way, way of looking at things. Um, let's go through the cast right quick. Like I said, Lee Phoenix, one of those walking well, Phoenix Hall of Famer Christina Ricci a long while ago. She worked with her on uh, a great film called uh, Now and Then, which, uh, you know, the fall deeper in love with Christina Ricci. One episode. This is kind of annoying. Technical difficulties, huh? I guess that's enough. I can have them all. Great cast, a great film, and a great message. Uh, another film I did want to touch on. I did see recently is an answer, is a film I saw about. It's called um, Tiger Rising. Uh, those of you guys who don't know, Tiger Rising is actually a book, which you guys may have read back in you know, younger days, because it is a, a kid's book kind of a thing. Um, but I got to tell you, um, the film itself, finally getting to see it, um, I got to, I was fortunate enough to see a early screening of this film <clears throat> at my, at my, actually at my son's theater, believe it or not. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, my son is working currently. Um, I got to tell you, this movie <coughs> was very, very amazing for a young from a perspective of someone who can appreciate various different movies for various different reasons and things. The biggest thing for me when I look at a film, and I've talked about before, what are my selling points for a film? Um, the cast is one of the leading things for me. Do I believe this cast? Do I believe the subject matter? Is it something I can follow easy or our fans can follow easy enough? Do I believe the characters and whatnot? That is one of my, those are kind of my staples for a good film, right? The cast of this film, 
bar none, probably the best acting performance I've seen in a film that probably a lot of people haven't heard of. And let's talk about this cast. We've got Christian Convery, who is fresh off of his show, Sweet Tooth. He's a young man who has really taken around Hollywood. Uh, cousin of Christian, I'm sorry, Christopher um, Convery, who, who you might know from the Brom movie, uh, The Boy of the Brahms 2, and a couple other films on Netflix and so forth. Christian is Canadian. His, his cousin, who is Christopher, he is American. Christopher is not in this film, by the way, but Christian is. And Christian seems to be in a lot of these various films recently um, where he's doing a lot of these different various roles. I actually work with a friend of mine, John Cena. You might have heard of him. He's a wrestler, former wrestler, now an actor. You might have heard John Cena. Worked with him way back in the day. But anyway, but he, this, young, this is a movie about a young man who he and his father are going through the um, mourning process of losing his mother and uh, his father's, always his wife. Uh, his father's played by Sam Trimmel. Uh, my first time getting to meet this, see this guy in a, as an actor, fantastic job as a father who's kind of trying to do the best for his son. Due to circumstances, they're living in a hotel because, you know, whatever reason, sometimes, you know, things happen. So they're living in a hotel that is owned and operated by the guy who's supposed to be like the big guy in town, but also he's the, he's the boss of the dad, and that's played by Dennis Quaid, which <laughs> I'm going to bring you guys to a question a little later on, but Dennis Quaid does an amazing job in this film, too. And then we got Queen Latifah as the uh, kind of a, she's a maid in this film, but she's more like a motherly figure. Um, there is one in this film. And also just there's a couple of young ladies in there, and then Catherine McPhee is in this. And just a tremendous job by a lot of people in this film. There's two bullies in this movie who just, you want to, <laughs> you don't like these bullies at all. And that's one element I got to say that I was a little disappointed. In. I feel like the bullies didn't really get any kind of comeuppance, if you would. But the film wasn't really so much about the bully aspect and overcoming the bullies as much as finding yourself and then trying to battle the, um, the various different, you know, things we keep locked inside. And that's kind of what this film's about. Very deep, you know, perspective, if you think about it. This movie is basically, without trying to give away too many spoilers, um, basically, like I just said, the young man and his father are living in a hotel. Um, the kid's new kind of in town, obviously bullied by the other kids who are better off than he is. You know, sometimes when kids live in hotels and things of that nature, a little less fortunate, they are, you know, subject to a lot of bullying and parents whatever, will do the side eye thing. And obviously this is something that's, per, you know, is done. The dad is, you know, trying to do the win. But he, the dad is kind of like, you know, the, the epitome of a Southern dad. This is, takes place kind of in the South. And the father kind of has that perspective, you know, father, you know, she's gone. So you can't cry kind of a thing. I think a lot of people grew up in that kind of establishment or that kind of a household where, you know, guys aren't supposed to show emotion or whatever. And crying doesn't help, you know, bring the person who died back to show in the morning. So the kid, obviously, because he wants to, you know, make his dad happy or whatever, doesn't want his dad flipping out or whatever. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. So it happens. <laughs> Actually, I know it happened. I'm not going to give you guys that away, but. Let you find some of these things out on your own. But basically, this kid also likes to explore. And in the woods, uh, there's a tiger, a literal tiger in a cage, um, you know, that he and 
you know, a new friend he made at school, which, yes, he was able to make a friend regardless. And she was also seen kind of an outcast and comes from a different, you know, kind of background than the young man. But and then, of course, you got Queen Latifah, like I said, kind of like the surrogate mother of the group. But she's really just, you know, a housemaid. And how these different element people have their own kind of secrets or things they're holding back on and whatnot. And uh, just an amazing movie. Um, the book is shorter than this movie is, um, seemingly. But it is, it is something that you'll watch and it'll probably sit with you for a little while. And you'll probably have to sit on it for a few days before you can come up with some thoughts. Hence that why I'm doing this now. I do have some hopes on getting some of these people on my podcast to talk to, have them talk to you guys about it, because I thought it was a great film, all honesty, one made honest opinion. And you do, obviously, because I just, you just, you just tuned in to hear it. So great job by all of them and whatnot. Um, so those are two movies that I think people should check out. Come On, Come On, which is, is now nominated for Oscars. I did see Belfast, by the way, which is an Irish um, coming-of-age story, I guess you'd say. It's also filmed in black and white, oddly enough. But um, I guess it's because of my Irish heritage and my Irish roots that I was so drawn to that film. It was actually a really good movie, though, Belfast, and I recommend people go check it out, and it's also nominated. My son will be happy that, of course, today the Oscars were announced for what is nominated the Razzies came out yesterday, which, by the way, I don't take any kind of stock in the Razzies because I think they're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and it, Razzies to me is like Dave Meltzer's opinion on pro wrestling and Dave Meltzer's like star system, if you want, to, if you want my opinion on the Razzies. Razzies are basically these awards people give for either the worst or the best films of all time, kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes. Back in the day, Rotten Tomatoes was the same thing before people put so much stock in it that they had to start saying nice things about some films. So when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes and um, the Razzies, I don't pay much attention to those because I view those like Dave Meltzer's star system, which was originally thought up by Jim Cornette as a rib between he and another friend that Dave Meltzer took for his own and made it something that people actually consider to be a thing in wrestling. I never could care less in his star system, nor do I care too much about, you know, something. See, when it comes to films, like I said, it's either good or bad, and you can tell the good, you know, the good things from the bad things, and that's all it is to it. I don't really give ratings, I guess. Why would I? Um, but I could tell you if it was good, bad, and what was, you know, was different. As far as the two films that I just talked about, or the three films, and Belfast didn't go into quite a great deal, granted, but it was an independent, it was, you know, like I said, it's an independent film. It was a historical piece, so it's set in Belfast way back in the 80s, when things were not as nice, I should say, and things were turbulent back there, and, uh, you know, very hostile, I guess you'd say. Of course, religion played a huge part in this, as it always usually does in most of these cases, because people can't respect other people's, you know, beliefs or wants or whatever. I think everyone should be Respectful enough to respect someone else's opinions on whatever they want to believe. Um, and that's honestly my opinion on that. I think if people look to things like the F4L does, where everyone respects each other for their differences, we wouldn't have any issues about that. But this has been the subject of wars, literal wars in our world. So I guess I'm not the only, the only, I'm the only one who believes these things. 
Now, that being said, um, the film, you know, does talk a lot about that. We follow this young man who's kind of growing through this, you know, hostile environment. And, and it is a good film. I do recommend it. Uh, it is a great cast, uh, very Irish-based. Um, I heard a lot of my grandmother's old sayings within this film, and I could hear my grandmother talking. And after watching the film for the day, I'm glad my wife was working because I happened to talk to my aunt a few other people on the phone. And for people who don't know, it is a kind of a fun fact about me. Since I was you know, raised by my grandmother for the first four years of my life, I spent so much time around her up in, you know, you know, that when you ever learn how to speak, that's usually the language you kind of pick up on. And up until I was four, I always had the kind of the brogue accent, the Irish American type of thing. I could speak in English, obviously. My mother and everyone spoke English, but I would have that twang, that, that Irish brogue that people talk about um, because up until four, that's what, how we spoke in the house. So now, as you can hear, you can hear a normal kind of a voice now, but if I speak to someone who has a brogue long enough, even some, or someone with either an English accent, Irish accent, Scottish accent, some, any accent really, I will slip into that without knowing I'm doing it. And also, I can't really shut it off and on, and sometimes I have a tendency to mumble because sometimes when you talk very fast, in the Irish, you know, thing, you kind of sound like you're mumbling in Irish. So there's a fun trivia about me. All right. So those are some films you should check out. Television shows. Um, well, The Connors is back. Uh, that's Michael Fishman and Ames, Mac- Ames McNamara, uh, Sarah Gilbert, Sarah Gilbert, Jaden. Um, yeah. Yep. Jaden Smith, as well as, um, you know, of course, John Goodman. And, <laughs> yeah, I could go on the list of the amazing people on that show. Just it, it, You always throw in someone else who just makes it more iconic and more epic. Formerly, you know, a Roseanne show, now is The Connors, and it's been The Connors for a little while now. I think people need to accept it for its own self and its own show. And I honestly think that they are doing some amazing work right now on television. They're groundbreaking, and they're still groundbreaking. They were groundbreaking back in the 80s when there was tackling subjects not a lot of not a lot of the sitcoms would tackle. But now we're in the modern day, and this show is tackling everything from basically what everyone's feeling about, you know, modern society with the health ailments, with corona and everything else, versus the online schooling, versus drugs, versus alcohol, raising kids in a middle-class society, poverty even, and, you know, obviously LGBT things going on in there. Just the elements of this show has so many different scales, and there's so many great performances here by everyone who pays an intimate part of this show. Uh, Michael Fishman, who's been a guest on this show a couple times, and a good friend of mine, I feel, and an F4L. He has done an amazing job, and he's been directing a few episodes this season and has done great jobs in all of them. So congratulations to him and all of those. Um, that was really good stuff. And everyone in show, on that show is good. But uh, are they going to take the place of The Walking Dead for me? Because that was the show that kind of brought me back to television, The Walking Dead. 
Um, it's coming to an end, like I said, The Walking Dead this season. And after this, it's going to be coming. Actually, I think part two of The Last Season is coming up very shortly. Am I going to watch the last you know, few? Probably. I'm going to try. Um, but thanks to streaming services and so forth, makes things a little bit easier, I suppose you might say. Uh, but in general, we really need to understand that in the entertainment world, in, in any kind of these things, if you have a show that you really enjoy, you really need to watch it and support it as much as you can because a lot of people will pay attention to these things and will take them to heart. And if you do not, then that is when um, people will cancel the shows, people will stop losing viewers, it will stop losing interest, and that's something we don't want for our films and our favorite TV shows. Um, you know, and this has happened to a lot of great television shows. People fall off the bandwagon. People stop watching it, which is awful. And I feel like these are shows that people need to watch. I think they're great shows out there. But here are some shows right now that I've been trying here and there. And unfortunately, one of them is already canceled, and that was um, The Neighbors. I've been watching that on Hulu, and that's all done. Uh, they're, they're not doing that anymore. But it's a sitcom that is, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm drawn to like really strange, kind of not the traditional kind of family lifestyle. And basically, to give you a rundown without spoiling the thing, Neighbors is a film, as a show that was, it's right now on Hulu. And it features basically one of those neighborhoods that everyone lives in the same, one of those gated community kind of things where a bunch of aliens, literal aliens from out of space, way back in the day, purchased the, all of these houses on this development and basically move into this. And then what happens is one of the alien families decide they don't want to be there, part of this community anymore, and they go back home, wherever that may be. And that's that leaves time for this realistic human you know, earthling family to move in to their gated community. And that's kind of where everything starts. And, you know, this is a show normally I'm like, oh, this is not a good premise. But honestly, it has this dry humor and some intelligent humor. And, uh, you know, being someone who can relate to a lot of various parts of this, I really enjoy the show. My wife actually watches this show and actually has some enjoyment out of it as well. So it is something that both her and I agree on. So can't be all that bad. Uh, but unfortunately, it's been canceled. So if you guys want to go check out that on YouTube, I mean, on Hulu, you definitely should. It's called The Neighbors, and it has a lot of various different you know, elements, like I said. It's great stuff. And a lot of quirky, like, pop culture references and jokes and stuff. I really recommend it. Now, let's go back into uh, some, a couple other different TV shows I've been kind of dabbling in. Literally yesterday, I decided it was time for me to watch uh, Sci-Fi's Resident Alien, as it was called. Um, I just started it, so I can't give go into too much detail as I only just began watching it. What can I tell you at first? At first, it probably sounds to you guys like I'm into these sci-fi shows. Not, not necessarily. Don't let that fool you. I am into sitcoms because that's what I grew up with. Um, shows like The Wonder Years and Roseanne and Married with Children and, you know, The Facts of Life, Gr Growing Pains. These are the shows that I grew up with as a kid, and these are shows that are important to 
I think my developmental and how I got to learn what a family should be, how a family should respond. And that's kind of how I came up with the elements of what the F4L is. In retrospect, when I had realistic family who didn't believe any of these things, who didn't have a lot of the values these families did. So a lot of ways these TV shows were really escaped for that. When I find a TV show that has a family that's a little off kilter than a regular family, I am more drawn to those shows because those can relevant my family more than others. Shows like Malcolm in the Middle, shows like Married Children. These are two shows that have families that aren't the most traditional families in the sense, but they are relatable for some people like myself who come from those kinds of backgrounds. Um, and, you know, so I just watched Resident Alien. I think, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I think that got canceled as well. Um, this year is coming to an end, I think. I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. But um, that's that's a show you guys should check out. Of course, if you're on the world of streaming like everyone else in the world, I, I'll be honest, I am, because I don't have time for network television a lot of the time. Sometimes I get busy. And I, go, I do want to give, you know, praise to things like Hulu and Netflix and Tubi and uh, Prime for helping, allowing me to catch up with these shows and learn about these shows in some of these cases, Peacock and all of the other different streaming services, Disney Plus. Otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't know a lot of these things existed or wouldn't have access because I barely have time to watch any network television like we did back when we was days, you know. But uh, Resident Alien, pretty decent. I like the cast. I can't go too much into any of it because I'm just getting into it. I think I'm four episodes in, maybe. You know, I do like the funniness. I get the sarcasticness. I do enjoy that part, and those are kind of the things that I do enjoy in general. I do enjoy sarcastic humor, um, intelligent humor, which is done a lot here. Um, apparently, the young man who's on the show um, who plays the – I don't know. For those people who don't know, I can just – basically give you guys a rundown of what the show is about and then you know that's about all I can do for you uh, but basically the show is about a literal another alien who crashes to earth and apparently he had a mission that he was supposed to eliminate the human race and while he is there he obviously is a, he's an alien in an alien form so he takes the form of a human and it just happens to be the human he took the presence of as a doctor. And by circumstances, by hook or by crook, he becomes the town, which is this little no-name town that no one's ever heard of, probably doesn't exist. And one of these, like, mountain kind of towns where everyone knows everyone's name, literally. And, and that's kind of where it's, it's there. It's kind of a comedy, sci-fi, drama combination. Very modern, and I like the modernness of it. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of sarcastic humor. So he takes the form of the, of the doctor and he becomes the town doctor, basically. This entire town, the only one who actually can see him, you know, because he is, you know, an alien who took the form of a human, um, the only person who knows this is seemingly this little, little kid who can actually see him and as his alien form, which no one believes because no one else can see what he does, which... Bring us back to that old horror trope where parents and adults never listen to the kids when they tell the house is haunted or there's something wrong with this doll 
or, you know, something's out to get them. There's a monster in my closet. Parents in these movies never listen, ever. Never, any of the adults, usually they're pretty dumb for the most part. But I can actually tell you from someone who, you know, has seen a lot of the supernatural stuff myself and someone who's an actual father, I can tell you that if my kids were to tell me, hey, listen, you know, something came to me last night, I saw a ghost, um, you know, there's a monster under my bed, then I'm going to at least look under the bed. That's not going to kill me as a parent um, and not mock my kid for doing so. Because <laughs> who knows, maybe there really is a monster under the bed. <laughs> And as far as if the kids were to tell me, hey, the house is haunted, news for you, uh, nine out of ten times if a house is haunted, the first two kind of living things that are going to know are kids and animals. Animals because they have a sense of knowing right, wrong, living dead, and they have that sixth sense naturally anyway. They have that animal instincts. Kids because they are more, they're more, they're, their minds haven't been formulated as adults yet. So they're open to more things. So a lot of different, a lot of people believe these supernatural elements will be drawn to young people because of the fact they are young and their minds aren't fully developed yet. And, you know, they are innocent, I guess you'd say, in the sense that that's why kids are more acceptable to get visits from spirits and whatever or, or know things. Because kids, honestly, I mean, how many people have ever had kids who just said the most random things? out loud with absolutely no kind of recourse uh, because kids don't have that fear. They know right, wrong automatically. They know good and bad like animals do because their minds haven't developed into human adults yet. That's why they're more successful in those things. There you go. I taught you something new. But anyway, this film was really good. Out of the entire cloud, this one kid is the only one that can see him in alien form. No one believes him. Like everywhere, everything else is a thing. And that's kind of where I'm at, where this kid's trying to prove this guy's an alien. Of course, it doesn't help the fact that the guy actually does want to eliminate the human race and does constantly try to torment this kid here and there, as well as everyone else. But again, this is early in the thing, so who knows? Maybe he'll develop a passion, in which, not in the ten times, whenever you have an alien that comes to, in these shows, movies, or whatever, or that crashes to Earth, even if their original plan was to destroy and whatever else, nine out of ten times, once they get a hold of one human who really likes, who they really like, they will change their minds nine out of ten times. And how many times have we seen E.T. and Mac and Me and all these other shows where more movies or whatever that the aliens were not as bad as we thought they were. Anywho, of course, a lot of people does something from poking and prodding at the aliens when they come for them, though, right? All right, so that's that's some TV shows and some film reviews. All right, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the YouTube wrestling shows we have. And this is kind of something I touched on last show, maybe, a couple of shows ago, uh, where we had a watch-along of one of our most recent episodes. By the way, if you guys want to know, those matches that we were supposed to watch are fully up on YouTube. And starting uh, Friday... This past Friday, I am going to start putting up samples of what each show is going to look like, but only this week. So this week, I'm going to put up like four matches from each of the shows. So Friday, I'm going to give you this. Our, our, I'm going to give you our hours when we're going to be on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. 
Mondays from 8 to 10 or so. From, on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. Um, yeah, from Tuesdays 8 to 10. Wednesdays 8 to 10. <laughs> Thursdays 8 to 10. And Fridays 8 to 10. Um, those of you guys who have done the math know that there are other shows on around those same times. And if you're saying, well, wait a minute, but Monday Night Raw and NXT and T and AEW are all in TNA are all on those other times. What am I supposed to do? Well, we are the alternate to the alternate of wrestling. So that is what we're going to do. Um, so in other words, one April comes, and this is going to start in April, folks. So don't be looking for this until then. So really, this kind of week is going to be your kind of a sample and know how it will look as far as who's going to be on what roster and what show. The women are going to get their own show because it is about that time that they get that acknowledgement. Um, we started Women Warriors of Wrestling for the same reason we started the, the men. People want to see who the toughest women are out there. And women can be almost as entertaining. Well, the women can be as, as entertaining as the guys are. Look at the epic matches between the stars of our show, Wonder Woman and She-Hulk and, well, the Hall of Famers and our Hall of Famers this year and the Hall of Famers last year and my, the Squared Circle Cafe, the women's tag team champions. The women's, uh, let's talk in a second. I want to give a quick shout out to our women's social media champion, the undefeated, after a whole year on our roster, undefeated, the Duchess Lana King, who is our social media champion for the Women Warriors of Wrestling. A year on our roster, not one loss. Amazing. And <laughs> I, I got to say, it's very impressive to see. A lot of like, guys can't do that. Our women's tag team champions, probably the two toughest women, both DJC and Daria Stevens, okay, my wife. In our other amazing roster of women, they're going to have their own show coming up, and I'm going to announce when that is later on, as far as which shows are going to be on what night. But if you watch starting Friday, and last night, if you guys were on YouTube, you know, our Rocking Mondays was put up yesterday. Today, tonight at 8 o'clock, around that time, between 8 and 10, we're going to be putting up four more matches. That will be consisting of our Tuesday roster. And Wednesday, we'll do that again. Thursday, we'll do that again. And because we kicked it off on Friday, it's going to go dark. Something else I want to prepare you guys for, that in March, we're going to be getting the all-new software we've been waiting for to update all this stuff. So I want to let people know that as of March, once I get the new software, we're going to go dark for March. The entire month, we're not going to have shows on YouTube in preparation for April. Because as of April 1st, we'll be back in full force. <laughs> Go figure on April Fool's Day, we're going to be become the alternate to the alternate of wrestling. Um, also, I am working on bringing in co-hosts for some of these shows. Yes, co-hosts. We may even end up on Twitch as well. And boy, oh boy, do we got news coming down the pike for this. And these shows are going to be more epic than everything else. And we have the most amazing, talented people on the show, as we always have. 
And now it's our time to spotlight that on those times. And our roster is going to keep growing and getting even better as time goes on. So that is one announcement I did want to say, that it is going to be good. So if you go on YouTube tonight, you'll see our Tuesday roster, which will more consist of a lot of the entertainment. Um, the, for example, the, so, the Green Master Social Media Champion, Jojo Sebastian, the model himself, will be defending his title tonight, as well as the Dream Masters um, Telenet Tag Team Champions, the Mina Boys, Henry and Hero Mina, will be defending their tag team titles, and uh, a couple other things spared around on tonight. We have four matches each night, and then tomorrow we'll have, you know, some other matches you will get to see, and this is going to be an amazing time. Oh, I want to say about the main event for Wednesday. Uh, you guys heard on our show a couple of weeks ago, uh, our friends Connor and Jaden, they are the current United States Tag Team Champions for us. Well, Connor and Jaden threw out the challenge to each other, and in the main event for Wednesday, we are going to have the United States Tag Team Champions go one-on-one. Connor is going to be the character in which he wanted, so... If you guys have never seen a penguin wrestle before, tune in Wednesday to see Connor the Penguin uh, Bolts take on Jaden the Boxer Brooks in the one-time champion versus champion versus buddy versus buddy match. It's going to be epic. That's the main event for Wednesday. The main event for tonight, of course, JoJo the Bodybuilder defending. Not JoJo. JoJo the Bodybuilder is on Mondays, as you guys saw last night. JoJo, the model Sebastian, is going to be defending the social media championship tonight on Tuesday, which is today. And you'll wait to see who he's defending against. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Oh, also, of course, the Fitness Center Challenge will be back tonight. And we're going to see a debuting new tag team. So that should be interesting. And, yeah, tonight's going to be a big night uh, for, the tele- for a lot of various different people as well the next couple so yeah and those of you guys who watched on yesterday go back and watch and the guys who missed it i'm just going to tell you you missed a clinic of a tag team title match between the lucky ones defending against former champions the powerhouse but you also missed the kickoff match was the qualifier for the number one contender for the tag titles between the blood brothers who have been on the roster for a while and the Irish singing group Celtic Thunder, Ryan Kelly and Damian McGinty, who won against the Blood Brothers. So those of you guys who don't know, last night, Lucky Ones retained the titles. So for the first time in a while, we're going to have the Irish singing group Celtic Thunder taking on the Britain's Got Talent Golden Buzzer winners, the Lucky Ones. It's a musical showdown for the tag team titles. When that happens, we'll have to watch. Also, though, you guys who know, Mason the Beast Stritzel defended last night against the leader of the Awesome Ones who have gone heel, ladies and gentlemen. They are nastier than nasty can be. And under the tutelage of Shap Awesome, who's going to lead by example, as he's challenging the best of the best, Mason the Beast Stritzel for the uh, Dream Masters F-World Icon Championship. And, of course... In the corner of Shap Awesome is the legendary member of the Awesome Ones, Stan the Man Lee. And Mason, since his brother is on Fridays during our um, Friday shows, 
Mason is all by himself. So it should be interesting there. All right. And tonight, like I said, JoJo the, body, JoJo the model Sebastian, as well as the as well as Jazz Fitness, the YouTube sensation himself. For those people who like the, him in the in the Hollywood fitness, as well as some other surprises along the way. So make sure you guys tune in tonight for Tuesday's JoJo's Magical Adventures for today. And of course, tomorrow night, like I said, main event, Connor, the Penguin Bolt, takes on Jaden, the boxer, <laughs> Brooks. Uh, the Tag Team Champions, one-on-one in the main event tomorrow night, and many other things to come. All right, folks, that's fun. That's what you can look forward to on our YouTube show. So again, as of March, we're going to go dark. Um, so you won't see any matches on our show, so we can rebuild remodel and whatever else we have to do. April 1st, we'll be back in full force. So on the nights that I just said, during the times you said, I said, well, you will see our shows on YouTube. So pretty much you can kind of time it by whenever wrestling's on television, you'll see us on YouTube. We are the alternatives. The alternative. All right, anywho, moving along. I did want to give a couple things real quick. Now, we, I... Uh, granted, I know on this show we kind of jump around to various different things. I mentioned earlier I'm going to the Monster Mania convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, that's coming up in March, only weeks away. I'm going to be going down there, and I'm actually working Monster Mania this week, that weekend. So those people who don't know, I'll be working Monster Mania, and I'm very proud to join the family of the Monster Mania officially. Uh, of course, you know, going to the show as much as I have, I always kind of felt like one of the group anyway. I think as a person who's always been amazed by the time that goes in to in the detail that Dave puts into putting on the show, and the fact that he always makes my birthday awesome because he gets the people off my birthday list every year, or at least a few people from my birthday list every year is just amazing. So I believe it's only a matter of time, and I always said it was a matter of time until I crossed over to kind of pay it forward, and I think that's important. So this is, I'm very excited to join the Monster Mania crew this year, starting in March, and I'll be there going forward as Jazz, the uh, worker, I guess. That would be awesome, and I'm working on getting Dave back on the podcast as well to talk to you guys about the event itself. Which, by the way, I can tell you this part, the hotel is sold out for as far as March and August. So those of you guys who have hesitated to get a room for for August, you snooze, you lose, I guess, because there are no rooms left for Monster Mania in August or March, and Hunt Valley is getting tight, tight as well, so... Make sure you guys um, get in on that if you guys are planning on going. Tickets are almost sold out for the weekend pass. Uh, my son just recently got his ticket finally. Uh, so, no, he was planning on going anyway, and he just got his ticket recently. So that's a pretty big deal. My wife will be there. I will be there as always. We go as a family every year. And we're going to see our friends down there every year like we always do. Again, it's our unofficial family reunion. Granted, I'll be working this year, unlike the other years, but, hey, it's only a matter of time, and it doesn't mean i got to 
really change much of anything. What I will do right now is run down the amazing people you can meet at the Monster Mania Convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, from March 11th to the 13th. So, yeah, we're coming right up on that. That's down there in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, at the all-new Cherry Hill Hotel, formerly known as the Crown Plaza Hotel. Let's run down this amazing cast. First up, you got Michael C. Hall, you guys know as the Man of Dexter. And, by the way, just a spoiler alert, they're having the mega Dexter reunion here. And this apparently is his very first convention ever. Michael C. Hall, Jennifer Carpenter, John, sorry, Desmond Harrington, James Reamer, C.S. Lee, all part of the Dexter reunion. That's going to be epic. Also, uh, David Zanis, who is also in a lot of other various different things, as well as Stephen Dorff, James Drew Courtney, you guys better known as the all-new Michael Myers from the movies, Anthony Michael Hall, Yes. Anyone who grew up in the 80s knows who Anthony Michael Hall is. Um, and again, in the older years, probably know him from his time on Dead Zone or Batman or one of his other roles as an adult. He's also, of course, in the new Halloween movie, Anthony Michael Hall. Brian from The Breakfast Club, ladies and gentlemen. Anywho, Ernie Hudson, Logan Kim from the all-new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Of course, Ernie Hudson, a legendary Ghostbuster, part of it since the, the beginning of everything. Jeffrey Combs, the reanimator himself, as well as Brenda Campton will be Crampton will be joining him as well. Roger Jackson, Theo Bronis from the all-new Chucky TV series. I know you guys are like, like that. Theo Bronis is going to do an awesome job. This is his very first convention, of course. He's going to get the convention bug, and he's going to want to come back. We all know how that's going to go. Thor Birch, who was supposed to be there before, unfortunately had to cancel. She will be there. You guys know Thor Birch. I do, too. She hung out with my wife in that movie as well with Gabby Hoffman uh, now and then. Of course, she was also in a bunch of other things you might know from a little movie called maybe Hocus Pocus, perhaps, or a little TV show called The Walking Dead recently. And, of course, you got Dana Delazio, uh, you got Raymond Ray Santiago, all, both of them from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Stephen Miner, of course, he's been around the block a few times. The Warlock himself, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the incomparable Kane Hodder and Derek Mears, both legendary Jasons. Of course, Kane Hodder will be always the Jason we love to hate. Well, we love Jason. That's not the right word to use. He's our Hall of Famer, by the way, Kane Hodder. Uh, Derek Mears, who is your, uh, who's also the predator for those people who are in a couple other things there. I am Mitchell Smith, so you can get the all-new, so he can go, you can get him and Anthony Michael Hall as the Weird Science Reunion, because, yes, that's who they are. All grown up. Spencer Charon is from the hit group Ice Nine Kills, as well as Steve Nape, Michael Alasai, and, of course, multiple other people, and more to come. I'll be there. And that'll be epic. And, of course, the Higgins will be there. And all kinds of, probably 10,000 of our closest friends from all over the place who celebrate Monster Mania. Uh, you know, momentarily, I'm going to see when if Tim is available. And we'll have to have Tim. And maybe our, our friend Sean, who we had on the show recently, who is also a horror guy, as we heard him on the show last Monday, uh, talking about his new YouTube page. Maybe we'll have to have them both on the show to talk about Monster Mania. 
to get you guys hyped and ready. Maybe we'll have a public on the air kind of a establishment idea. That'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> so that's Monster Mania coming up. Can't wait. Also, I want to let people know that Joe Bruin, our friend from New England Fan Fest and Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, he is bringing back New England Fan Fest in a big way coming in 2023. We'll be having him come on the show, too, so we can talk to you guys about what he's going to do, what he's bringing, what's going to happen. And Joe Bruin is the guy. So we'll have him on there when it comes to wrestling, one of the greatest. One of the best wrestling conventions, probably the only wrestling convention I love the most is New England Fan Fest. It is the best. Um, Well done. Well deserved. It's not too far. I love it. So can't go wrong there. Um, As someone who, you know, before I got into pro wrestling, (laughs) loved wrestling. This is kind of the convention for the wrestling lover of everybody. Of course, New England Fan Fest is a staple for here. So there you go. Uh, So that would be the convention pop culture news. That's all coming up this year. And of course, a lot of other conventions and shows are going to be coming up this year and the returns of some things that have not happened in a little while. A couple things I want to let you guys know is don't be surprised if you have to wear a mask going to these things. And also don't give people a hard time for wearing a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not. It is something to keep everyone safe. And my, my honest, you know, I guess my honest feedback is I'm vaccinated too, but I wear a mask if I go out in public to large groups. And if a show says, hey, listen, wear a mask, guess what? I'm going to wear a mask because um, if that makes everyone feel better and as long as we can continue doing the things we love in just a different way, then why not, right? My son and I went to a basketball game a number of weeks ago. We had to wear a mask in there, and we had to show them proof of our vaccination. We still had to wear a mask in there, and guess what? We did it had a great time. So don't be hating on the people who ask you to show your cards or wear a mask. Do it for your own protection as well as the people around you. And, of course, actually, my son and I are going to be going to another game coming up soon, too, so that should be interesting. It was always fun hanging out with the kid and all that stuff. Now... We have 53 minutes left. What I'm going to do now is talk to you guys about our Jazz and Sons 2022 Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame that we have put together for you guys. I'm going to announce those Hall of Famers right now. So, first of all, representing the Dream Masters. And we, let me tell you, when we look back at a roster, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of our show. And we had to find, you know, the people who have made such an impact that they honestly don't need to make any more impacts because they've been either part of our established shows. They've been, you know, instant kind of classics. They've always performed really well. And they've always been, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. And that's kind of how we got to that. We went for the successes of these individuals as well, both in and out of our ring, but mostly what they did and they performed on our shows. Because a lot of our people don't get the respect or the promo or the whatever they you know we give them. So we give them the respect, but not everyone else in the world does. So for the Dream Masters, our first inductee for the Dream Masters Hall of Fame, going into the Dream Masters realm, that's the guys for those people who don't know, uh, is Norman Reedus himself, Daryl Dixon, aka uh, Daryl Dixon slash 
Norman Reedus himself, the living legend himself, one of the best, probably the most popular people on The Walking Dead. So much that everyone says if he stops, then they're going to rebel. So my prediction is probably the last episode, they'll probably, don't be uh, surprised if the last episode of The Walking Dead is, you know, Norman Reedus, you know, eating his, getting his makeup, so to speak. Because I won't be surprised. But Norman Reedus going into the Hall of Fame for the Dream Masters for all of his contributions, not only as a, te- as a singles wrestler, a member of the F4L, as well as being part of the Walking Dead faction, as well as being a tag champion, as well as a singles champion. He was a former BA champion, former uh, television champion, former F4L icon champion. Actually, we didn't have that. So Dream Masters champion, BA champion, television champion, U.S. champion. Um, He's been around the block, and he's done it all. Um, Who will ever forget the night when, during Random Melee Palooza, the match between he and, yeah, it was he and uh, Jax Teller and Jackson R. Scott. They had a three-way for the BA title in (laughs) Jax Teller got one over on Daryl Dixon, who never has, you know, Jax Teller very barely beat um, Daryl Dixon. And this particular time he beat, he, he beat him because Jackson did most of the work. And then he quickly got rid of Jackson and then pinned Norman Reedus. And just when everything looked like it was going to, everyone was going to, you know, flip out. Of course, Jax Teller being the leader of the rival group to the Walking Dead guys the uh, Sons of Anarchy guys, but <laughs> Jack Teller ended up um, winning by the hook or by crook. But then Robert England, who had the case of fate for the BA title, cashed in that very time. And that was our first time on live television, well, live our show, that someone cashed in the case of fate for the first time during our show. Because remember, we don't control anything on our show. We put it in, you know, you play, you go. The best man win. That's how our shows work. We don't have control over who wins, who loses. That's it. You guys see how it's done. I think I've showed it a couple times. Um, So anytime you watch any of our shows, any of our matches, none of them are influenced, none of them are gimmicked. Everyone has a pretty even playing field. So there's no excuses. You win or you lose. That's how that works. So that being said, you know, that was when Jax Teller, unfortunately, won the case, you know, lost, won the match, so to speak, but lost the war because Robert England, our Hall of Famer for first class, cashed it in and his case of fate for the BA title to take it from him. And then Jax R. Scott got it from him. But anyway, that's side the point. <laughs> but yes, Norman Reedus, um, also part of the great tag team, the, the, uh, the Saints, uh, the Boondock Saints and whatnot. He is by far one of the most versatile people we've had on our show. So it was a um, great, easy choice to have Norman Reedus into the 2022 Dream Masters Hall of Fame. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, we have the women, the first woman of 2022 to go into the Hall of Fame, a singles competitor. And of course, this, you know, we looked at everyone else. And we said, you know what? Last year, Supergirl got in, along as, as well as Christina Ricci. Since we're only going to have four inductees every year, we had to, you know, kind of keep it neutral and it had to be something. So 
going into the 2022 She-Hulk, going into the 2022 Hulk um, Hall of Fame for the Women Warriors of Wrestling. For the tag team division, for the Dream Master, this is going to be a Dream Master team. This is a team that we looked at and has won titles everywhere. They've been on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doesn't matter. Been in multiple times, Dream Masters Tag Team Champions, as well as Dream Masters BA Tag Team Champions. They have been part of some of the most legendary tag team matches we've ever had since the beginning. They have not been seen a lot in our shows recently because we have a lot of, you know, younger talent growing up in the world. But they have been on our shows during the Us vs. Them show. And we are very proud to announce that going into the class of 2022 Dream Masters Hall of Fame is the tag team known as Brains and Brawn, the Hulk and the Thing. So Hulk and the Thing, the Brains and Brawn, the tag team are going into the Dream Masters Hall of Fame. So congratulations to them. And last but not least, (laughs) I saved this one for last because it's our faction. And it's a female faction. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. And we looked at all of our factions over the years. I mean, and we looked at, you know, everything, every impactful thing. And there was four ladies definitely deserves to be, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Women who have given so much to everyone else on our shows, put on some of the best matches and have been the most entertaining, both in the ring, out of the ring, and in real life, in our shows. And, of course, those women going into the Dream Masters and Women Warriors of Wrestling Hall of Fame on the women's division are none other than Betty White, Estelle Getty, B. Arthur, and Ruth McKinnon, ladies and gentlemen. The Golden Girls are going into the Hall of Fame. Yes, I know. A lot of people are like, why haven't they been in it already? Because they're legends already. Well, up until recently, they've been still competing. Who will ever, you know, it was only about a year ago we had that epic, you know, three-way match between the Golden Girls and the Sanderson sisters. Yes, the sisters from the movie Hocus Pocus. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Mary. <laughs> so... Yeah, Golden Girls going into the Hall of Fame. We're very proud to have them and induct them. Of course, their contributions to not only our show, but across the whole world, really, and other elements of entertainment. So it was an easy choice for the faction of 2022. So what I'm going to say is in Jan, you, and on, April 4th, on April 1st, excuse me as my mouth gets all tingled there, on April 1st, you will see the very first show back. We will have it in the all-new Dream Masters 2022 Hall of Fame Arena, which we will pay tribute to these iconic Hall of Famers. So, again, congratulations to Norman Reedus. Um, Norman Reedus, She-Hulk, the Golden Girls, and... Brains and Brawn. Congratulations to all of them for going into the 2022 Hall of Fame class of the Dream Masters Jazz and Sons Hall of Fame. So, pretty epic, people. Pretty epic, I gotta say. All right. So, 
<laughs> this is where I start to, you know, become, get things kind of controlled here a little bit as I'm going to do the shout outs now, part of our show, as I'm going to give the shout outs to the people in which deserves the shout outs. So F4L has been outstanding in their everything that they do. So let me start with that. First of all, a shout out to everyone on our shows, whether on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Most of you guys already know which show you're on. As I've told you, if not, ask me and I'll tell you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a big shout out to everyone who makes those shows epic, who are going to make 2022 even more epic as your careers, both in real life and on our show, skyrocket. So congratulations to them. I already shouted out Brutalities and Dead Sled, our tea and coffee friends. I also want to shout out Connor and Jaden, of course. I guess i got to shout out certain people, right? Uh, they've been huge on our shows. They're the United States Tag Team Champions. Tomorrow again, ladies and gentlemen, they will be going one-on-one for the first time ever by their choice. <laughs> I want to shout out um, Dave Hagen, of course, who runs the Monster Mania Convention, the promoter, as well as Joe Bruin. Uh, hopefully he and his family are doing awesome. Hopefully Dave Hagen and the family are doing awesome. It's been a while since seeing them either. Also want to shout out uh, Walker Campbell, who has an awesome song on Spotify called um, Creep. Go check it out. Yes, it's a creep that you think it is, but it's so much better. And go check that out. Uh, it's a really good song. Also, Oscar uh, Semmerich also has a great song called Lie to Me. Great song. Check that out as well as far as music goes. Also, of course, you know, got to give some praise to the Odell boys, Mason uh, Anthony and uh, Ty Adele, also part of our newer members of our roster on Fridays, as well as Carter Stritzel, Mason Stritzel, who are holding up the, the weekend opposite ends of the spectrum, which is, you know, I guess you got a Stritzel on one side of the week and a Stritzel on the other end, I guess you'd look at it. Of course, Tony Fitness, we haven't heard from him in a while, and I am getting a little concerned. So, Tony, if you're listening, please let us know you're okay. Tony Fitness, one half of the powerhouse, as well as JoJo the bodybuilder, one of the greatest, two of the, the toughest and strongest young people of all time. Uh, speaking of which, we have... Well, who else do we have? We have, jo- we have of course, Johnny the Iceman, Renzillo, who is going to be defending the United States title. Of course, Father Evil and Cosplay Jesus. Those people who were, you know, didn't think they could, you know, work as a team. If you guys watched Friday, you guys know the guys got proved wrong because they were able to settle their differences. And what a team, what a display they put on on Friday. Those of you guys who don't know, go to Friday's show on our YouTube page at um, Dream Masters. Uh, Wow, Dream Masters on YouTube. And you can watch the tag team match that they had as a debut. Uh, Speaking of which, we need to give a shoot-out to the social media champion, JoJo, the model Sebastian, as well as the Mina boys, Henry and Hero Mina, who are also in action tonight. The Celtic Thunder guys, who was on last night, as well as Macaulay Culkin and Seth Green were on tonight. Jazz Fitness, no shout-out for you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to support Jazz. Sorry, no Jazz Fitness today. And also, who else can I give a shout-out to? 
let's give up shout outs to as many people as we can think of. Bear with me, folks. I have a lot of people I got to shout out as I, I am loyal to a lot of my friends. I always said Jaden, and um, of course, you know, we got our Russian soccer football fanatic, um, Yaseni Verkovitz, who will be in action very shortly. We have our new Russian friend who's been, you know, you know, doing some very incredible bodybuilding as himself. That, of course, is Artem. He's our new uh, individual coming around soon. Of course, Ivan the Dolphin Shark, our swimmer, iconic from Russia. He's over there, and he was on our show last night as well. He's in line for the title, as well as Shaheen Blue, my cousin. He's also in line uh, for the championship, as they are all geared towards the same goal. Uh, Give shout-out to Minty and the guys, Mike, Tristan, and Robin of OK Thank You. Good shout-out to them as well. Got a shout-out. Who else can I shout-out? <laughs> oh, boy. How do I shout Okay, anyone who's ever been on any of our shows, shout-out to everyone. Everyone knows who you are. Um, but in addition to them, I also want to um, – okay. uh, I'll give a shout-out, and we'll see what happens. But uh, one of the people we may have coming here to do commentary is – the prodigy himself might be coming on to do commentating work with yours truly. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, could you imagine the prodigy and the icon working together as one? Oh boy, that sounds like a interesting thing there. Of course, I'm talking about the current BA champion, Jackson R. Scott, maybe coming on this show very shortly. Um, in the midst of everything else he's doing, he very well might be coming on board to do commentary. Can you believe that? I know. That's crazy. As well as some other people may or may not. So, you never know. A shout out to my wrestling buddies out there, my wrestling brothers out there, AJ Styles, CM Punk, uh, killing it on opposite ends of the spectrum. And you guys are awesome, regardless what anyone else will tell you, ever. Um, big shout out to the Technical Work Radio guys, our podcasting friends, and our YouTube friends who call it right down the middle and say exactly what everyone else is thinking. Uh, shout out to Jim Cornette. A lot of people don't like Jim Cornette. Um, I think he's, I, I have a lot of respect for guys like him and other people who have paved the way for everyone else. And do I agree with everything? Not always, but nine out of 10 times, he says exactly what I was thinking. Just he has more of a reach than I do. So I appreciate Jim Cornette for saying exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, Bruce Pritchett, um, <laughs> you know, I know you're getting some slack here sometimes, but, you know, your show's still pretty good out there as far as podcasting goes. Um, still spot on. Who else can I show? Oh, of course, can't forget about the lucky ones, the tag, the Dream Masters F-World Icon Tag Team Champions, Jack and Tim, the lucky ones, who in April will be coming to America. I feel like that's a movie. It is a movie, but they are coming to America, and we're going to see how that works when they come to Boston, and we're going to have to hang out with them and get them to rock out with us, see how that works. So, uh, yeah, that's going on there. Shout out to Corey Feldman, legendary actor from the 80s who's transcended into pop culture of modern times. Um, He has 
no, coming here is a great new song called The Comeback Kid. You gotta go check that out. Comeback King, what a great song that is. Go check that out. As well as everyone else. Just everyone's doing so many amazingly talented things. And I urge you guys to keep that up. The movies I mentioned earlier, go check them out. Go check out The Connors. Go check out Tiger Rising. Go check out Come On, Come On. Go check out Alien Resident. Go check out The Neighbors. Go check out Hulu, Netflix, Tubi, whatever. I don't know. I can do a shutouts all day, I guess, huh? But uh, last but not least, I want to shout out <laughs> the most important people, the, re- the people why I do this the most. I want to give a quick shout-out to my wife, who is probably still one of the most <laughs> patient people in the world. Um, I love her a lot, and she is the, you know, the, my tag team partner for life, and she's awesome. Uh, she keeps me in check a lot folks because sometimes you got to keep me on a leash and she does a good job of that so thank you to her for keeping me sane and sometimes um keeping me grounded when i need to be and sometimes reminding me that (laughs) jazz fitness and jazz vengeance are just part of who sean jazz stevens is and he is human not you know what uh he appears to be to everyone else so i appreciate my wife for that and being the awesome mother that she is Hardworking, dedicated, and an amazing human being. I wouldn't trade it for anyone in the world. Sorry, ladies. As I said before, she put my head, my heart in a headlock, and she still hasn't let go of that damn thing, and I don't think she ever will, and I wouldn't want her to. Secondly, I want to give shout-outs to both my lovely daughter, Summer Payne, who she knows who she is, and my son, Shap Awesome, for, you know, them being just, you know, the offspring of the two icons that we are. And they're great kids, and they're hardworking, and they're growing young men and women, and they're going to be awesome contributors to society. Um, you know, in all honesty, everything I do that I, you know, kind of per se, and all my, all my Greg Brady talks and Mike Brady talks is all to make sure you guys are okay, and I'm proud of you guys, and I love you guys. So shout out to my wife and my kids because they're everything to me. Everything I do is mainly for them. So there you go. Shout out to my F4L around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the icon, Sean Jazz Stevens, saying, may all your dreams come true. I'm about to get out of here in the F4L headquarters. But again, may all your dreams come true. Peace. Get home safe.